0: All right, welcome to the podcast. We got a trio today, Kate, Brandon, Dave. Uh, today we're going to we're going to kind of talk about three different things and and maybe just get into a debate and talk about the pros, cons and you should be doing what other. and yeah.
1: I'll stomp out a couple times.
0: So Kate, we were we were, Dave you're
1: stupid.
2: I'm going to flip this table over.
1: <laughs>
0: we're rolling through topics and she's like, let's talk about the, uh, you know, strength training versus cardio. And I'm like, well, you got to add concurrent training, which is what we do in in CrossFit and kind of the benefits and, and the drawbacks to to each one and and the limitations. And and I think there even is some, some limitations to uh, concurrent training as well Um, for a lot of people when, you know, you only have a certain amount of time, in your day and um, who should be doing what and I know Kate is on um, you're on a big strength training kick after 20 years of of really being kind of a cardio bunny you've always lifted weights and and, yeah. and made that a part of your you know your training routine but then I, I've noticed the last few months you've really Gone hard on the on the weightlifting and and seen some good benefits and have really been prescribing that to your clients over maybe more of a cardio based routine, Um, but I think that you know you'll still talk. We'll we'll go into talk about where there's there's a lot of people who need who maybe even need that over strength training and and then where maybe concurrent training kind of fits in. So maybe you should just kick this off because I know this was a topic you wanted to talk about and maybe just get into where, where your head's at with, uh, you know, the whole strength versus cardio thing.
1: Well, to be perfectly honest, I think I always leaned more on cardio because I just have this inherent fear that I was going to be fat Yep, <laughs> and mm-hmm. like yep. literally from a really young age and just had that ingrained. And, you know, back in the, 90s, it was like, well, I mean, I, I grew up on a farm, so no one worked out. And for me to like run for 20 minutes, it was like fucking crazy, you know? So that was my thing. I'd run like run every day for 20 minutes or do like the little step stair stepper thing for 20 minutes or something for 20 minutes. And I used to um, teach aerobics, kickboxing. That like, this was like my senior year in high school after I got out of sports. And then um, in college, and and this was just like more of a conditioning background, but I wanted to speak to that because I really feel like that's what's so ingrained in everyone's head is like, I got to burn calories, I got to have my heart rate up. And so I was always just kind of like working for that calorie burning in my head that would keep me like smaller. And, um, you know, it's just I felt like I was like outrunning genetics. Um, My mom's overweight. And I think that was just like played a huge role in like my fear and how I trained. So, I mean, I just wanted to talk about that because really a lot of it was me starting to feel more safe and like, okay, you're 42. This hasn't happened yet. You just haven't magically like blown up. So let's start to calm down and do what you feel is right for your body. And then once I started to do that, I'm like, okay, I feel like my body is fucking tired. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel like I haven't listened to it since, I don't know, I was 16, (laughs) You know, like I would, and I would try to here and there. And I I did a better job, like after I had kids or with my eye surgeries, I had to, but still I had that fear underlying all of my training, which motivated how I trained. So, um, I'm really trying to kind of come at like all of like health and wellness from like food to exercise. Like, what do I feel like my body needs? And I feel like, I felt like, um, after we did the, the stem cells, really, um, my body just needed to get strong. I just feel like, uh, you know, I've always focused on being lean and especially like hitting 40. That was important to me. And it's not that I don't want to be lean, but I want, I want to do what feels best, like not looking in the mirror. And that's, that's a scary sort of thing for me to do still. Like it feels right, but I almost feel scared doing it. Like, oh, how many calories did you burn today? Oh, my heart rate hit 130 and it still fucks with me. Like almost like every day, like if I if I don't hit that higher heart rate or I don't, I'm not like really breathing and sweating. Um, but I can feel how I feel more solid. And it's not been that long. It's like been six weeks and I've been training for, I don't know, ever since I was 16, a lot of years. So I'm not gonna notice that much of a difference, but I can feel things changing just a little. So- that's really what motivated me is more to go with a feel and an intuition. And then I started like, you know, pushing my clients there more like trying to be intuitive with my clients and being um, more uh, steadfast in what I believe. Like, hey, I know you want to do cardio. And I used to like appease them a little. Oh, we'll do a little bit of this. We'll do it. Now I'm not like absolutely not shut it down. And the more I do that, the more clients see results faster. So their bodies are like changing. Um, a good example of this I always come back to um, is Courtney Wiker. I think she takes your class in the yep. morning. And she really listened to me and just, like, went all in on weight training. And her body's changed so much in three months. And she's not very strong. And, and she's getting stronger. But, like, for her to be able to transform like that, it's been really cool to watch. We haven't had to go, like, I mean, I don't do macros anymore. I, I kind of, like, did away with a lot of what I used to do. But – I can tell by what she's eating, she's around 1,800 calories and still dropping weight, dropping body fat and transforming. So it's been really cool for me to see that. But um, I think it's important for people to hear that for men and women, because they always come to me, they want to get leaner, they want to lose body fat, they're too scared to give up their cardio and too scared to have that as like um, the focus. So even when I was doing bodybuilding and um, back in the day, they would focus more on weight training, but I was always so... And, and I freaked out. I was freaked out personally that I would put cardio emphasis more. I would try to go harder on the cardio, and then ah, there's the weights. Um, and then still, even then, it was two a days, car- two a day cardio's, and it it felt wrong in my body. I remember always doing that second cardio, thinking this is stupid. <laughs> I, I'm literally wearing myself out, and I can just feel like my whole body being so tired. It's like fighting me, yeah. you know. So that's my.
2: I think something that popped up for me when you were saying that too, like you were scared to give it up or just, I think, you know, there's kind of what your mind thinks of what's happening versus like the science and the reality. And, and sometimes psychologically, the cardio, whether it's kind of continuous or it's hit style stuff, it feels like you worked out right. Your heart rate's going yeah. up, you're kind of yeah. drained. So like that psychologically yeah. feels like yes. I got a good workout. If I just weight train, I'm not going to feel the same. It doesn't feel like I got to work at it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah that's kind of,
0: like I, think big, I think that's a big. I you know, think that's a big. There's
2: so much them. benefit to to do aerobic training, cardio training, but I think there's that. feel. It's like why people kind of get addicted to metcons and crosses. Like I need to feel like I really push myself. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm on the floor and I'm just completely spent.
1: And that's just, why a lot of people like like Orange Theory. They're like, yeah. I am exhausted, and I'm like, yeah, but you still kind of look. It's like a you part don't of fitness. Yeah, it
2: just really <laughs> depends on what your goal is. Yeah, right. you know. But a well balanced kind of fitness routine should be some of that. But sometimes yeah. where you're you know just lifting controls and, and doing some resistance yeah. training without yeah. that you know pushing yourself to that level of intensity you know yeah. aerobically yeah i'll ta- a really i'll talk
0: point. to people a lot who they may have, they may say their goal is hey i really want to take the next 3 months and get stronger and uh so they'll they'll you know they'll have conflicting goals which is usually in my experience, the reason that people don't get the result they want is because they try to do two things at the same time that, that can are too far apart, too far extreme. So they're they'll do, they'll execute on a strength training program and then they will, um, wash out those strength signals that your body's going to send to itself with a three mile run following a long strength training session. So, if you lift heavy weights and then you do like a long enduring cardio set that is especially at like moderate intensity. So if you walk, it's not going to do that. Um, if you sprint, it won't even necessarily do that. But if you do this like, you know, 70% half redlined, what, what you used it's to so do a lot do. of, <laughs> it, it takes all your body's energy and – I know this from having trained that way. At certain points, where it's just like you notice week to week, like the weights aren't climbing up, mm. you know, because your body is confused as to what to do with the stimulus you just dumped on it.
2: And a lot of it too is just the timing of things in, yeah. the, in the style of cardio training. You're doing. yes, um, I was talking for a little bit about the Andy Gelpin series he did with humor, and they've talked a lot about you know, weight training and cardio and doing them concurrently. And you know, what's, what's the best combination of things. And it's interesting, like you can do, you know, continuous aerobic cardio training, but if you're doing strength training too, you can kind of elevate both, right? You, you shouldn't necessarily try to be a bodybuilder and an endurance or a, a marathoner at the same yep. time, but you can get benefits of both to a certain point, but you're almost better off, like you were saying, like separate them. Yeah. Right? Some people do aerobic training in the morning, you know, maybe half hour, 45 minutes, run, tread whatever you want to do, some kind of continuous cardio and then weight training later, yep. but give it a rest in between. So your body's recovered. You get the most out of each piece and you're not kind of confusing those signals you know, to your body. Right. Yep. If you do a ton of strength training for an hour and go for a three mile run real hard, like a 5k, you just kind of diminished everything you just did in your strength training. Set, you know? I,
0: I remember Lindsay Smith, uh, who a lot of you guys who are probably listening to this don't maybe necessarily remember her. She was a a games athlete between 2009 and 12 and, and top 10 one seminar staff and CrossFit. And I remember her talking about at length when she first got into CrossFit. Now she was a track athlete and, and could handle a lot of volume. And, you know, she was following, you know, they're trying to, people were trying to convince her to maybe follow CrossFit.com at a certain point. So she would maybe do the dot-com workout, and then go on a five-mile run afterwards. And she was doing this for a while, and she wasn't necessarily getting the results that maybe were promised or what she thought she was going to get out of it. And someone finally got her to just settle down and follow that that one workout, and then she was able to hit that with, you know, a lot of intensity, really hard, and then she got it. It clicked in. And, she, and then I remembered, and that's where I got that – Hey, you're flushing out the strength signals thing. She, I remember her saying that I believe it was at a, a level one seminar. She was like, I remember doing a, you know, I don't know, like a, a five by three back squat. And that was all we were supposed to do for the day. And I hit a pretty heavy back squat. And then I went for a five mile run. And I remember waking up and I was just like wrecked and, and, uh, had done a lot of cardio. And I just felt like I hadn't really gotten any stronger and she's like that. It was like a day it kind of clicked for her. So, <clears throat> you know, that being said, I think, you know, what we do in CrossFit is is, is going to be a combination of both. And and that's the concurrent training that um, I think that is where, you know, CrossFit I feel like is, it's like a sport. So you're going to get benefits from all of those things. Um you're going to get stronger. You're going to get fitter and you're going to get, get it in all of these different aspects. Um, But ultimately if you want to raise like one up, I think you should focus on one a little bit more. So, so you may do, you know, four CrossFit days. What I, what I had a ton of success with for, for years is I would do CrossFit Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I would take a rest day, Thursday, and then Friday, I would do something real, like a specific skill, a lift, or it was boxing for a while that I was focusing on. And then Saturday, I would do another CrossFit workout or, or something else, and Sunday I would rest. But I would really have these three base CrossFit days where I would, you know, hit things. And then I would focus on one thing. And since my whole body was strong and fit, it only took really one day to focus on something and I was getting better week by week. And I was like, man, I could compete in different sports. Like, I, we did that with the pump and run for years. Like, it was one day we would focus on it. Um, that was a really fun way. And I think you could do that with strength training or with, uh, with cardio, with CrossFit blended in. If you take, say you do it, you know, Monday through Wednesday, Thursday rest, Friday, and then Saturday is your day to focus on, getting ready for your half marathon or, you know, your hydrox race or whatever it is. Like you take that one day with a really good base of all of that stuff. I think that, you know, all you really need if you have a really well-rounded fitness program is that one day to compete at that intermediate level and in, in things like that. Um, I don't know. I might've got off track there, but getting back to, you know, with cardio only or where to focus, there are people, Kate, that you definitely work with that you see need that aspect more than, you know, you see people in the gym who lean on strength training. Yeah, and, I was
1: going to say, like, whatever you don't want to do, go do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you just want to pull, like, heavy deadlifts in the corner and wait for five minutes before between all of your sets, you probably need to go out and run. Yeah. You know, and, and exactly. vice versa. If like you love to like go out and run and you're really comfortable or even just like do all the conditioning crossfit days and you, you kind of skip like the um, the more like higher intensity, higher level days, or you're running before you do those so you can get your burn. You probably need to weight train more. I mean, that's, that's kind of like the way I always look at it. Like, whatever you don't want to do, go do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like I. you're always going to, if you program for yourself, even if you know all the things in the world, you're going to bias things towards what you like yeah. doing. So, you know, that's why I always like following some other program or have someone write it for me. like yeah. Because it's going to be things that I didn't think of or, you know, things that I don't want to do, but I'll follow it. I don't like following my own stuff, but sometimes you got to do that. But,
0: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm if we're going to talk about the aspect that isn't in this that is the most skip days and I try and bake them in there and, you know, sometimes I'll even preface it at the beginning of the week, like don't skip this day. It's going to be gymnastics skill days. And so I'll try and put those in our, our CrossFit weeks, probably about every other week where it is like, Maybe some interval like handstand holds or L-sits or, you know, we're practicing the slip um, warm-ups where we're, you know, standing on one leg and doing all those things that a lot of our bodies aren't super comfortable with. They're the most skipped days that we do, for sure, at the gym. And they might be the most beneficial because it wakes up all of these muscles they really do change your body too. When I've when I do that stuff the most, I can always look at like pictures of my physique and things like that where I'm like, man, you have muscles popping in your abs and in your back that like aren't typically there when you're hanging upside down on rings and you know, doing handstand holds and like, oh, now I can hit like a 30 second L-sit and so that's another aspect of, of yeah. You know, and a lot
1: of that's neurological training. And I really, I could feel that in the beginning of CrossFit. Like, I mean, I did all, I mean, not crazy stuff, but, you know, trained for very pretty regularly for 20 years before that. And I remember even just the first element session, I was just like, like I felt off, all over the place, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I have not trained like this ever before, like this sort of stimulus. And it that neurological training, um, I mean, yes, that matters, but it's also training your body as a whole where like, you know, the bodybuilding weight training is going to be a little bit different. I never had done like Olympic weight training. And that's what I think most people miss. And I think there's a time and a place for everything. I just think people are afraid to cycle in and out of things. And if they do, then it's kind of like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. And that's okay sometimes too, if you're just like bored and you want a month, just do what feels good. But like to have a focus a general focus at any period of time, I think, is good,
0: you know. It keeps you engaged. It keeps things fun where you don't kind of zone out and get bored. I, I know a quote that just came to my mind when, when we're talking about this, and I think it's kind of controversial. I don't know if I, I completely buy into all of it, but it's um, it makes sense in the way that strength training, especially like a focused strength training program, is like investing money and cardio –
1: I always use that with my clients. And car- cardio is like, you know, <laughs> paying off your credit card. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, you know, like if you eat a bunch of garbage like or, you know, or you spend a bunch of money on your credit yeah. card, that cardio is going to, you know, you're going to burn some calories and get rid of it, but when you're when you're doing the the squats and the deadlifts and the bench press and and, and doing that strength training, you're you're putting money in the bank and and that type of stuff is going to last for years rather than you know a quick just hit and, and Oh yeah, and
1: I always use that with people cuz people will listen when you talk about money. They're like, "Huh?" <laughs>
0: I will say from a physique standpoint and and I think Dave is like an awesome example of like of this where he has a lot of muscle on his body. He's strength trained consistently since he was in high school um without probably ever stopping for any significant amount of time. Um even if you gain Say you gain 15 or 20 pounds and you still like your shape is still there because you have muscles on your body. He still looks good, you know. He still can fluctuate a lot more. Yeah, he's still him, Mm -hmm. you know, where if you don't have that much muscle mass on your body and you don't have that structure and you haven't built yourself male or female. The second you put on five pounds, you know, you're going to look not good, you know, because you're, you're just covering your body with like, so you have to just work on cardio. And the second you have a bad meal or, you know, things go off the rails, just a a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit, you know, then it, it, you go off the rails. So that's where that strength training, it creates that shape, that structure where, it gives you a little more leeway. And then so and and when you do, I mean, what you see a lot of times too, great example is um, you know, like guys like Mark Bell or a lot of these like strength training legends, these guys who are like West Side barbell guys who are like huge power lifters, oftentimes when they get too banged up a little bit later when they get into their 40s, they become, they become like bodybuilders. And all they really do is just shed fat, and they have so much muscle on their body. That was all underneath. Yeah, that was what was always underneath. Yeah. And they they look
1: fantastic. a good example of this, I was just thinking, so when I I did get into, like, my first couple shows, I remember um, I used to work with Mike Davies, and he would get so excited if, like, a chubby girl would come in with some curves, but he was always, like, pissed to see someone like me because I didn't have much muscle. And he's like, oh, fuck, this is going to take forever. Yeah. But as soon as you got, like, 20 pounds off these girls. like, I can
2: shed the fat on them yes. better than I can build the muscle on yes. yes. a skinny girl. It okay. would take,
1: like, years and years with someone like me. And he's like, ah, oh, Kate, this is so hard. I'll, I'll, I'll say a good example.
0: <laughs> um, right now, and it's she didn't have fat on her body, but is your wife, Chelsea, who had built up a good base of muscle for you know 10 12 years in crossfit and then just changes her focus to bodybuilding gets lean and she just goes right out and starts winning shows now it's a ton of work that she's put into it but she had that base of muscle and she could transition into that sport immediately And it's cool
1: to see her pictures like she was saying like hey i'm i'm the same weight here when she was running marathons as she is now but just like her physique looks completely different you it's know, and, day and, yep. and 99% of people are not going to go that extreme and be that disciplined. But like most people can kind of get like somewhere in the middle there. And if they can just wrap their head around that. So, I mean, when I'm working with some, most of the time they come in with like some sort of conditioning base or that's what they've done. And I try to have them really wrap their head around just building like a strength base. And then from there, when that gets a little stale, cause it will like just lifting after a period of time then I kind of see the transition being like more like CrossFit. And I feel like that's better for everyone's bodies because they don't get as banged up. They just have more strength and stability and, and especially your shoulders, you know, cause CrossFit's so hard on your shoulders to kind of work through yep. from a,
0: from an athletic standpoint, it, it works that well too. So if you have someone come in to a sport like CrossFit from a uh, strength-based sport background, Dave's a great example, football player. Mike Gold is a great example, football player. I remember Mike Gold is a, a a fantastic example of he came in, he was big, strong, fast, and he could maintain so much strength purely working on his engine because he had so much where I would just watch him, you know, he would just run and Metcon and he you know, drop a bunch of weight. And then he was just like, a monster because he still maintained all this strength and he had a huge engine where if you come in not with a lot of strength and you have this huge cardio, engine you're working on strength and it just takes so much more time to build and 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 that's a good example
1: like you know even with people's like my fear of like oh man i'm not even gonna be able to go out and run i've just ran and do that done that sort of thing for so long it'll come back to me a lot faster where i'll lose my strength a lot faster just because that's like my base that's my background that's what my body feels comfortable in. not that i was ever at any high level i just did it consistently for years and years. So I think it you know it makes it harder for people to change but your body's going to know that more and it's going to come back to that easier even if you transition and just focus on the weights.
0: Yeah. I think I think so much with you know when we're when we're talking about this what what a lot of people are trying to do especially if they're addicted to the cardio they are trying to drop weight That's what everyone's trying trying to do, whether they lie about it or not. Yeah, Yeah. they're trying to look good. If you focus on the strength training, the weight or the number on the scale might not move initially quite as fast as if you were just focused on the cardio. But if you focus on that strength training, at the end, the physique is going to improve. You're actually going to start to burn that fat a lot faster because now the muscle is going to burn fat a lot faster where if you don't have a lot of muscle on your body. You're just... You're killing yourself with cardio to do it where you don't have to work nearly as hard once you have the muscle on your body.
1: Well, not only that, you yeah. can eat a lot more, which feels
0: good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. To not have to, like, starve yourself. If you see people walking around with, with a lot of muscle on their body, you'll see them out eating cheeseburgers, eating good portions of food. you follow me around or something?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you, you will. You'll see, you'll see that and, and –
1: rotisserie chickens, right, Dave? You still do that? Yeah,
2: (laughs) something like that,
1: yeah. Yeah, It's like that and avocado, right? (laughs) No, I just – I remember seeing uh,
2: um,
0: Dave and Dan Bailey here at the the old Rogue Gym. Um, We did like a workout at noon and we're at Kroger's, uh, and they sold rotisserie chickens. And Dave and Dan were – this is back when we're probably in like our later 20s and they're games competitors – Eating rotisserie chickens with their bare hands with like no shirt on and avocado shit. Get our shirts
2: out. <laughs> yeah. Just you go to curry like $5.99. I mean, they're just just got so doing a workout. Yeah. We're hungry. I mean they're hot. There's tables there. Let's eat. Shredded
0: down to the bone.
1: <laughs> Going with a loincloth. One. But okay. it's no, it's it's just Need it,
0: food. It's a good example yeah, it was much of what it, was like you've got when you've got muscle like that on your body, you can eat more you can enjoy more you're not like well you know they're just like that and they can get away with it no you've you've built your body into essentially what's a a fat burning
2: furnace when you have that kind of muscle in your body so and even if you like aerobic training i mean a little bit of resistance training a little bit during the week it's going to help support your body when you do those yeah you know whether it's hit intervals or you know going out for a run i mean you want some muscle to support your body and make sure it's mechanically moving right, and it supports it. You can't just be, you know, a running machine. Even people that probably run, you know, it's ninety percent what they do. Whether you're a, you know, a track athlete or a marathon runner, there's some resistance training in your game that that doesn't take away from you know your high level ability to be an endurance athlete. But you need some resistance training. That's right. a really good point.
1: And in like a uh, Pat, um, our physical therapist is a good example of that because he just did like, uh, cardio training and he, um, got his best like marathon time, his best half marathon time this last year when he really focused more on weight training. And, uh, one of my good friends, um, Cassie, uh, she used to be, she's a former, uh, professional triathlete and she is really strong still. Like she, um, I mean, she strength trained. She, even with her, uh, super, intense conditioning, even when she would get close in Ironman, she would still be strength training. And she's pretty strong when she comes in here and trains still. So those, those people that can really wrap their head around that, they get injured less, and then they're performing better too.
0: Great example is if you go to just watch the Columbus Marathon, <clears throat> even the guys who are really small and running really fast, and that's their primary way that they train, they're pretty strong if you look at their bodies, like their backs – are, are locked in they're in a good position some of that is probably two strength training maybe they're young and they just still have like they're usually smaller guys and they're light but anyone you see mechanically running really well they're 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 pretty strong in those positions um and then so when you get into, like, the moderate people who are running who aren't maybe the professional runners who are doing well, they're obviously pretty strong guys and, and ladies. Then when you see people who are probably just going, like, I'm just going to run a marathon and that's all they're doing, it's a, not a really fun sight to watch, like, people in these horrible broken positions. Um, like, the way they're, like, waddling through this, it's, it's, it's really tough to watch. They're not in good positions where if they pulled some deadlifts did it looks some like it's ups, their body. Yeah. Did some walking lunges here and there. You know, they, they had some, their legs underneath them and and a little bit of structure to them and they could hold their shoulders back and their arms up for, you know, that period of time. They would do exponentially better.
2: And so many of those things like running is just a repetitive motion. It's not really, it's such a a narrow range of motion. So like resistance training, other than just building muscle, like it's a form of kind of, flexibility and mobility training too, just moving your joints in different ways, yep. opening them up a little bit. All you do is just run. You're just stuck in this position. I mean, kind of like the traditional runner. Usually it just has really tight hips because they never, they never break this position other than just running other the yeah. feet. Mm-hmm. So just doing regular exercise, getting your body into positions, you know, kind of challenging your joints a little bit just to have a better range of motion. Well, I think will make you a more functional athlete. hundred um, percent. But I think a huge part of this too is like when we talk about weight training, cardio, cardio concurrent stuff is like, the other day, it's like, what's your goal? Yep. What do you, What are you training for? We kind of talked about in the beginning. You know, if you want to be, you know, an Olympic lifter or a sprinter, someone that's really, you know, a power athlete, it's really not going to be super beneficial to do a ton of cardio. It's going to yep. really take away from that. If you're a bodybuilder, there's only like you have to do a certain amount, right? But too much starts taking away from that. Again, if you're an endurance athlete, too much weight training is going to take away from that. But you can raise all boats to a to a good height. By finding a good balance of both and that might be something like, Hey, if I regularly kind of test my lifts or test test my runs, if they're kind of going down or they're fluctuating a lot, maybe I need to take a look at how much volume I'm doing of each, or my overtraining, you know, am I doing too much of each during the week or month and just kind of figure out what, you know, what your goal is. But for the average person that's just looking to be, you know, GPP, you know, doing both at the same time within the week, a good balance of both is probably the best way to go. You know, you 100%. want to be healthy and strong. You know these these kind of fringe athletes, right? That's good for a certain amount in life, but that's not really the person that's going to live longest. They're going to excel at that one particular sport, you know, at the height. But that's not really a well-rounded, overall healthy person.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. The um, yeah, on on the opposite end of the spectrum too, where, you know, when you're focusing on hitting like powerlifting elite lifts and things like that 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 is not you know that much cardio
2: gonna, is going to crush your fast switch fibers you know what i mean yeah, like you can't yeah. be explosive you're just kind of just doing watch 10 me mile. do
1: a snatch you'll see <laughs> yeah
0: maybe yeah
2: yeah
1: moves so slow <laughs> but
2: yeah
1: <laughs> i think we,
0: we you know what Dave, to dave's point he he nailed it on the head like you don't want to bash necessarily cardio Right, you know where, where that is that a very she, beneficial thing, and, and, that and, and helps. and in under, under
1: eating yep. is kind of like all the, all what everyone tries to yes, do, and yes. it's that that is just that's so the point you are trying like, to make. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and 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 I rarely have someone come to me, and every now and then it will be like a, a man or a woman that really loves a weight train, loves to eat a lot, and in I have to wrap their head around more conditioning, but it more like ninety percent of the time it's I want to do conditioning 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 and to your point like you always have to focus on your goals and i think people just kind of have they get too add with everything like oh this one looks like fun i have i have a new client um and he was like yeah i just like to look at whatever all the workouts and pick one and i'm like well we have a goal and i want to focus you and i want you to do this give me two months of doing this and he wants to do two a days he I'm like let's do two months of this without you getting hurt once Mm -hmm. and you doing this day in or weekend week out six days a week. You show me you can do that. Then if you want to add it to a day on, you can, but dude, you're 40. And I know what 40 feels like. I know what 20 feels like. And I, I I just, I think people uh, kind of get ahead of themselves and they get like distracted. And that's with most things, you know, you get distracted, you get like frustrated, but, um, If you really look back and and look at like how long have you been consistently trying at something, it's probably been two weeks and you haven't seen like crazy results yet. And then if you put in like six weeks, eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, and then you can transition, you know, and I think, I think it's good to have a little bit of a focus, even if during that time, like it's the summer and you're like, man, I'm just going to have fun and do what feels good for a little while. And then. And the fall, it can get a little bit more structured. And I think that matters too. It's just like with diet, you need your cheeseburgers on the weekend because it it brings you back and, and drinks to relax. Like we always talk about in here, like the mental side of this is so important, but you need that consistency of like clean food during the week that produces the results, like consistency of following a program that produces the results. Um I was just going to have you guys talk about like what, what programming are you doing now or what are you doing now with your workouts, Dave?
2: Me personally right now, uh, it's a little unusual position. I've, I've had some issues with my right hip um, probably since last fall. Um, some kind of labral issues and things like that. It was kind of getting better, and then I kind of stepped backwards a little bit. Um, so right now it's basically I'm just trying to get healthy. Get right?
0: that hip going.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm still working out, but I think just for right now, I'm kind of just doing what feels good as far as, you know, I'm working with Matt a little bit um, right now, but it's just, it's tough psychologically because you just, you just want to do what you normally do. And it's tricky because most, I could do almost anything lower body wise, lunges, squats, deadlifts, and it, they don't hurt at the time. And I feel just as strong, but two hours later I'll be in agony, right? So the rest of the day feels awful. So it's really just, I have to just lay off it for a bit. So training wise, you know, kind of working around an injury, it can be frustrating mostly just psychologically because it's annoying, right? We just want to feel like we're a healthy individual and we can, we can do whatever we want to do. So just trying to find a balance. Um, You know, I can still push my legs a little bit, but it's going to be a lot of sled pushing right now. A lot of biking, rowing, things like that. Just probably a lot of body weight movements just so I don't, you know, I could do all the upper body heavy lifting I, I want right now, but the mm-hmm. legs are kind of off limits for right now, just cause that puts too much stress on my hip. So I'm just kind of doing everything body weight right now. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of the upper body days right now, I'm just doing a lot of calisthenics stuff, to be honest, just focusing yeah. on a little, some, some cardio work that feels good. Um, I can run, I'm just a little worried about that having a setback from that. So even though I could go out for a five-mile run, it generally feels fine then. You need a little bit afterwards. I just, I'm a little worried right now. I just, I don't want to irritate it anymore because it's been persisting for a while. And I really want to let that tissue recover enough. So it just might be a few months of kind of taking a step back, you know, staying safe and healthy. And I may lose a little strength and that's fine. I don't care. But it's really, I just want to get back to the point where things are healthy and they feel good. So a lot of body weight stuff right now. And I actually there was a couple days last week where I kind of pushed it a little bit and they felt fine at the time. And then, you know, I was coaching classical bars later and I'm just like internally wincing the entire time. Cause it hurts so much. Mean. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do, this. there's been a few times where I think it's going fine. And then I push it a little bit and then I take a few steps back and I'm like, you know what, this is just, I'm going to queen slate it. I want to take a couple months and I'm just going to avoid certain things. And even if it's uncomfortable mentally, you know, just to yeah. do that, I'm going to do that. And I also don't mind sometimes, If you have something to work around or a situation or an injury, it kind of forces you to be a little bit more creative and just be very, very grateful for the things you can do. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I've, you know, there was probably a couple weeks time where just every part of the day I would sit down and get, it just, there was so much pain in my hip and it just felt like it was the only thing I could like concentrate on. And then I took few days off from really kind of doing anything with my legs and it completely went away. And I was like, I feel like a different person. Yeah, I forgot what it was. I was like for a couple weeks, I just forgot what it felt like to live without pain like yeah. all the time walking around. Yeah. So I'm very grateful for that feeling. Once it kind of when that yeah. pain goes away and then just trying to be really conscious about what you're doing and be creative about new things you can do, exploring movement in new different ways. And it kind of makes things, you're kind of forced to, to make things a little more interesting yeah. to kind of work around something, but it could be a real chance for growth and just kind yeah. of giving your body a rest and move in different ways. So yeah, yeah. that's what I'm yeah. doing right now.
0: I've yeah. talked, I've talked about that on the podcast with uh, the CrossFit games athlete, uh, Brett Fitzgalski, who's always in the top five. I think he's podium. He's one of the, the most famous CrossFit guys out there right now. He had, I think for two or three years, he had gotten, you know, kind of middle of the pack in regionals and, then all of a sudden, he's, like, podiuming every year in the CrossFit games. Someone asked him, like, what, what was the change? Because you were kind of at this level. He's like, I I, I hurt my knee. And he's a big, tall guy. Yeah. And uh, he's like, so for a whole winter, I just worked on uh, my muscle-ups and handstand push-ups and all my upper body stuff. And then when that came back around, I kind of closed that gap in my game. And, and had I – been just working on everything that would have never happened. So it was the the best thing that ever happened in my career. So I think being able to take that silver lining and and doing that is is awesome. I, I'm I'm in a similar position with with Dave. I guess welcome to to 40 years old. So
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I was running and 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 jacked my foot up and and it's been giving me issues and I'm just doing power hour now and yeah. trying to get stronger. And and for me that's always a good thing. Whenever I have to focus on it, because I really love CrossFit, and just hitting that that CrossFit class every day is is really my you know my base and what I've I, I don't know I, on Wattify I'll look at I think Rex is the only person in the gym who has more classes logged than I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've taken like a couple thousand CrossFit classes here at the gym, mm-hmm. so that's my thing, <laughs> and I love the group aspect and the group training and the social aspect of it. So. Transferring over to power hour, when I've done that in the past, I've done that two or three other different times. When I come out, the usually the next year or two, when I come out on the other side, it's awesome for me because I get my my lifts up. And, and then moving weight and workouts, especially for reps with like moderate weight and things like that, is, is usually like my weakness. And so when I hit a ton of strength training, that's easier for me when I come back to it. So even working on that for three to six months at a time can be a real blessing in disguise as much as it, it it drives me absolutely nuts right now because I want to run and I'll kind of like test it a little bit and and do this and that. So I'm in the same boat as Dave right now a little bit. So if anyone's listening to it, like, you know, and you feel like you're hurt or something like this is something that happens to people, especially as you age a little bit. Um, And, that's how I've tried to create this gym is is a way to work around all those things. So you can get back to doing what you like once you can kind of figure everything out and and get those, those injuries to kind of seal up, but use it as an opportunity. I think for me, I can, I can do all the lifting and all the stuff, just any impact or anything like that just pisses my foot off for a few days every time. So I got to keep giving it space and just try and get strong. So right now I'm just trying to get as strong as I can for the next few months. And see how that goes so
1: well i think it's um, good for people just to kind of hear like real life stuff too like this is kind of the year for me to like get things fixed in my body like it's like i called it like my like my body renovation year (laughs) like you know some people redo their kitchens and we went to columbia and got like stem cells but i hurt my back (laughs) in january and i've never hurt my back like this like fell um on a trip and um I really look at injuries now and most of the time they're overuse or whatever but even that I think everything happens for a reason. I really feel like it's the universe saying like okay we're trying to talk to you. Like we yeah. might need to hurt you a little, so you will like your body's talking to you, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like, hey. Sometimes
2: the only way you learn is like right. you got to have a real, you know, trim, I'll say traumatic, but like some event, right. something that literally stops yeah. you and says, you "We need to stop what we're doing. We need to change course. So we need to adjust what we're doing." So I don't think it's a bad thing. It's truly it's a learning lesson. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that even with my eye surgeries and that kind of thing, it it forced me like like literally to change my focus, mm-hmm. and I feel like that was one of the biggest things that helped me grow, like just losing my eyesight. And, and I think if you can take every small thing like that, okay, like how is my body trying to talk to me? And it quite literally could be like quit pushing me so hard, but then there's usually like a deeper, like, why am I pushing so hard? If you can kind of follow that. Um, but you know, I think it's kind of good to like always have that pullback and have perspective. And I, I love like where you're going with like being creative and that sort of thing. And, This year with like, I did have planned like the stem cells and I have to have a surgery to get my implants redone in about a month. So I knew I was going to be navigating two things. I didn't realize how much pain I'd be in with the stem cells and the joints, but um, that I could tell really kind of threw me off for a month. And then I'm expecting this too. So my goal right now is to just really bulletproof my body. It feels like I need to get strong, but then I also want to get strong because I know I'm not going to be able to weight train for a little while. And I just really need to take it easy so my body will heal. So I'm trying to get strong, not stress myself out, <laughs> like in other areas of my life. And I think that's one thing, you know, people don't look at either. Like if you are going through a lot of life changes, like you're changing jobs or you're like renovating your house, don't then throw yourself newly into CrossFit, like maybe just weight train or, you know, just kind of have your, your training complement like your lifestyle. And I think, you know, people don't think about, they're just like, oh yeah, that's happening. But that's usually also when people get hurt too, just too much going on or you get sick or something, you know?
2: It's funny just because like, I probably until this kind of irritation happened in my hip, like last, I think something happened maybe last July. And then it just kind of was this weird persistent feeling. And I kind of noticed it more in September. And then I was kind of started getting a little worse and I was looking up some stuff online, doing some like at home tests. I'm like, Oh, this doesn't look good. But you know, up until that point, you know, I had was just turning 40 or 39 at the time. And I was like, I feel the best I have in a long time, like better than when I was 30. I just was in a real good groove, Body felt great. Just doing regular CrossFit, you know, a little bit of biking and running on the side and just having a pretty good balance of stuff. And, and then a little bit of a setback and it was kind of frustrating at first, but again, now I'm just at the point where I'm just trying to have fun with stuff, right? There's yeah. no pressure to be like, all right, I have to do this or that. It's like, all right, I'm just going to try to find ways to do movements that are safe and healthy and make me feel good, and I don't take any steps back, and just learning to be patient with, you know, not trying to rush things too soon, And because I think I probably did that over the winter a little bit. It was feeling good, and maybe started getting a little too aggressive with the volume or weights or what yeah. I was doing, and then it's like, oh, you just kind of slide back and you're like, right, enough of that. Like I can't do that anymore. And it's like, all right, now I really have to kind of rebuild things. But, you know, a good opportunity, you know, to kind of mentally grow. You're saying like, you know, why the more you ask yourself, why is this really worrying you? Like, you know what I mean? Things like that. It really, it leads to some kind of, you know, some deep kind of personal investigation of like why you're working out and why you want to do what you do and the reasons behind it. So it's, it's all good. It just kind of have to approach it in a way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and I think a lot of it too, like like how calm you are about it because I think most people just, like, freak out, like, what are we going to do? But I think that confidence is also, like, earned over years and years and years. Like, okay, I've gone through injuries before. I know I can come back from this. I also have a fuck ton of muscle, so I'm not going to just, like, wither away into nothing in in a couple months if I don't strength train my legs, you know? And just being able to see that, too, and I think that's where people keep and in, in that, in like stuck in that injuries, they're too like heightened with anxiety about it and wanting it to get better, better, better. Um, And I think if we can all just kind of calm down. That's my problem. No, there, there. I mean, like
2: I'm, I'm generally calm about it, but there, there is a part of me that's like, am I not gonna like if I don't deadlift for a few months? Is it my guess to be able to deadlift five hundred pounds? There's certain things like yeah. my entire life I've been a big, strong, athletic, you know, yeah. guy, and it's like, oh, yeah. am I gonna like lose that? Like there right. is a psychological comfort and kind of doing what you've always done and feeling a certain way. And you're right. like, Oh, if I don't do that for a bit, you know, how's that going to affect me? But it's just, right. there's truth to it, but it's kind of stupid too.
1: Yeah. You know? I know. I mean, it is good to like talk about it because then you realize, I mean, I'm having dreams every night about this freaking surgery that's in a month. I like just want to go do it like tomorrow. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to feel. And then I'll get to a good point. And I'm like, obviously you're not if you're so like dreaming about it every night, but it's, I think, you know, when you do get in good shape and you do, um, I I mean, just kind of wrap it up, like you can't hold on to it too hard. It's like, you know, when little kids like Charlotte found this bug at the pool and she's like, this is the cutest bug ever. I'm like, you're going to kill it. Like literally put it down. (laughs) She's like, I just want to pet it. You hold on to it too hard and you crush it, you kill it. So it's like, you know, you got to, you got to kind of like take it not too seriously it, because then it just literally becomes your focus. And like you said, it's stupid. Then you don't live life and you don't have a full life. And it's kind of working with all that, but I'll let you No, Yeah. yeah. I was just
0: going to wrap it up. Dave's got a client and I think this has been a fun conversation and we will see you next week. Kate's going to be out. It's going to be me and Dave next week. So see you guys. Right, Thank see. you.